Together. This no, is Laura, what. You don't say together. But it says together on the thing. Yeah, but see the colon. You say what's after the colon. This Let's try it again. Okay. Just pretend that you can't see that. Tell Ready? Me. Okay. One, one, two, three. Colon. This is Laura. No, you don't say colon. Why like, did you? Why did you say a punctuation mark? You just skip. Just pretend you can't see any of that. Just to get like, just pretend it starts on the okay, word okay, this. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. This is Laura and Corey. Why aren't you talking? You told me to pretend I couldn't see anything. No, until we get to this. Okay, so I'm gonna say three, two, one. Then we start on this. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Do you want to count off? No, I'm scared. Okay, three, two. One. This, this is, is Laura and Corey from, from the new hit show, Halliston. And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is balls. I think you mean tits. And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is tits. Good job. You're so smart. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now. And avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. You know, I never know how to start these shows anymore, so we're just going to do it this way. Welcome to another Area 51 recording of Sci Fi Saturday Night. It's a podcast. I'm a podcaster. Uh, we've got people who, who want to talk to us. Uh, we have people on staff who want to work with me. That's how podcasts happen, and, and that's how we're doing it. So. Let's see how this one works out. Uh, this is number 446, uh, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, and we're handling handling it so awfully well in the United States. I'm so proud of the fact that I can look at the news and watch people on the beaches going, we're not going to have any problem, are we? In any case, people are being dumb as I'm social distancing myself. I haven't unlocked the door in Area 51 once a day, somebody leaves a six-pack of Fruit 2.0 orange for me and uh, a, a package of Oscar Mayer bologna because those are guaranteed not to go bad for 50 years. Uh, other than that, uh, uh, the world is just so screwed up right now. Uh, other than that, tonight it's just me and Captain Cam. Cam, I know that you're broken up about the 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 death this week of Carl Reiner. I don't blame you. So am I. Another comedy legend lost. Uh, I I could quote any number of horrible things, but I won't because he's just a great comedy legend that we've lost. Uh, anything you'd like to say about Mary Tyler Moore instead? I'd just like to say that you know. Uh, Carl Reiner, you'll be missed. Agreed. About four, five, six months ago, we met this this wonderful young lady 
who had written uh, the first in a series of books called the Blue Helix Saga. Uh, her name was uh, Catherine Hudson. Her name still, oddly enough, still is Catherine Hudson. Uh, <laughs> it would have been silly if she changed it along the way. It, it's happened. I've had that happen on occasion. Catherine, it's, it's lovely to have you back with us again to talk about two, book number two called Sweetwater Static, which is book two in the Blue Helix Saga. Okay? Now, hi, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Dome and Cam. Thank you so much for that wonderful You're introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad, glad to be back here. <laughs> yeah, so far. Let's see how long that lasts. I don't know. In I can hang, day. man. I can hang, all right? <laughs> okay. Why is this called? And I don't know if we asked this the first time around, but I'm going to do it this time. Why is this the Blue Helix saga? Mm. Well, the uh, Blue Helix is, has become, at least for Sleepwater, these people in these books, um, a Blue Helix has become sort of their, their calling card, so to speak. Um, did you guys pick up on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. I did, but we, we figured we'd let you explain that to the crowds listening. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I don't want to I don't want to give anything away cuz I am still, you know, continuing the series. There are more books and uh, I have not yet delved into those details. So, okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> let's let's be very clear about this right now. There damn well better be yeah. more books in this series. It would have been an awful okay. place to end it if I'd left it with a This is a horrible place to end a series. First of all, a series should be more than two books. I think that goes without saying. Uh, the only thing, I can't remember a book series that was only two books. If, if alright, I'll make this. If first person who can email to uh, to the website, uh, or 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 get to us. Leave leave a note uh, in the web in, in, in tonight's podcast of a, a series that is only two books long and makes sense as a two book series. Uh, we'll win a prize. I don't know what the prize is yet. It could be one of my used inhalers. I don't know. But something. All right. Does it do 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 I need to win something if like no I, not oh, you. okay fine because fine. this one doesn't count <laughs> no it's not this one I do have another one that's only two books <laughs> but don't okay. worry but third of all this one can, cannot only be three books for a couple of reasons mm-hmm. okay. let's start off with a couple of things because well no, let's start off with one thing. And then we'll move to another, and then another, and then another. That's a good plan. I have plans. I've been doing this a while. You know, if, I this, the, I... if this was talkcast number six, that would be something. This is talkcast number four hundred and forty-six. I think I've got the format figured out at this point. The question is, do I have the questions figured out? You're well, gonna have well, to be the judge of that one. Well, while you're figuring out the questions, I've already got one for this nice lady. Hey, go for you it. Want me to, you want me to kick it off? 
All righty. <laughs> Fine. Be a smart guy. You ask the first question. All right. See, I, I shall. <laughs> so in your in your first book, you created this world that, that we've gotten used to now in the second book. And you introduced us to Leo, mm-hmm. um, who is your amazing, smart, strong, you know, main character. Uh, you also introduced gave us a fantastic group of supporting characters in the Sleepwater group. Mm-hmm. Um, through whom we get to see more growth for Leo. Um, most authors I know of that have seen, you know, would be happy to just kind of ride the main character through the series of books, continuing to grow them and occasionally building the supporting characters. You instead, and this was a this was my first surprise from just from just <laughs> page one, chapter one, benched benched Leo. For until the last two chapters of the book, where she comes in like a hurricane, mm-hmm. and it's the reason we expect more books. <laughs> and you take the time to shine the spotlight on one of the supporting characters, in this case, Bernadette, moving her to the lead position and telling us her story. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of a sudden a backup quarterback comes in. Yes. Takes over, takes over running the team. And not only runs the team, gets her to the playoffs. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) So I guess my question is, why did you take this risk when you already have a strong and loved lead character, or loved at least by the two of us, Dome and I, to change Mm -hmm. horses in the second book? Well, I I had always planned when I realized that Sleepwater Beat was not going to be a standalone and would be the first in a series. Um, I always planned to change main characters um, with every subsequent book. So uh, the third book also will have a different main character as well, who is a you know supporting character in the other books. Um, so where I wanted to take the story, I, I mean, at the end of Sleepwater Beat, I'd split Leo away from... Uh, the the smaller Wyoming chapter of Sleepwater and the characters that we had seen, um, and I didn't I didn't want to lose the other characters' story because that was also continuing. And of course, as you know, uh, the, the both storylines weave back together uh, at the end of of Sleepwater Static, and we'll continue to do that um, into the next book. Um, I think really. I was just, I was so fascinated with all these other characters that had arrived in Sleepwater Beat that I wanted to give them more of a spotlight as well. Some those who had really, really uh, fascinated me. And Bernadette was, uh, I, you know, the, <laughs> the forerunner, obviously, because she, she got book two. Um, and also, you know, I came into writing Sleepwater Static um, with a very intentional uh, design for the um, discussions and topics and, you know, I suppose conversation pieces, um, reflections um, that I wanted to bring to light after those that I had brought up in Sleepwater Beat. And Bernadette felt like the right character through which I could do that. So it just happened <laughs> and, and really? oh my god let's take just a minute if we might just a teeny tiny moment <laughs> to talk about some of those little 
yeah. idiosyncrasies that that each of these characters seems to have. Because when we talked about Leo, when 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 we had darling Leo there, <laughs> we had a feeling, and we you conned us, you realize, into thinking that all of these beats were similar in some way. Mm. Or at least had 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 uh, a similar action reaction, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then we get to Bernadette, and my oh my, things <laughs> have changed. Cam said to me, "Have you gotten to the part <laughs> where the nails fall?" Mm, yeah. And I said, no, <laughs> I just got to the part where the honey dripped. Yeah. And, I, mm, yeah. And, it, and it was at that point when it occurred to me that you conned us. <laughs> you, you, you smart wonderful writer you conned me now my question to you without giving anything away beyond what I just did because I refuse to give anything away beyond that because there's a lot more that I could Uh 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 (laughs) as I'm going through the dramatis personnel, as 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 Cam has actually dropped them into the, my listener. Did you, as you were putting bodies together, putting here's how they look, here's how they think, here's what they feel, here's how they beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did you do that? Did I like plan it out beforehand? Yeah. No. <laughs> I did not. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. These are and and that's how I, that's how I write my characters. They are organically sprouted from the ether and then they just uh get better <laughs> as I go along. <laughs> Bernadette told you how she beats? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How cool was that? How cool? Uh, and I mean this in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm totally not goofing with you at all. Okay. How cool was that moment for you? That, that, between you and your character when you went that's what she does it was it was super awesome I really really did enjoy it especially you know we see like the the, fir- the first time we see Bernadette's beat is um in in Sleepwater Beat when she meets Leo for the first time and uh it was weird <laughs> yeah but, you, but in Sleepwater Beat you really kind of muted it you I, I really did, did. You really kind of layered it back. It was nothing 
like it was when you really introduced it for the first time yeah in in, in this book and and i sat there for the in, in, for the first time in static and i went wow <laughs> wow yeah yeah and i i absolutely loved it so <laughs> my thought process being as i was writing the very first scene in sleepwater static when we see uh, Bernadette's beat for the first time introduced, you know, when she was uh, 18. Um, and I, I finished uh, even as I was writing that scene. And then as I finished it and I was just like, oh, this is brutal. And I love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it made me so happy. And um, yeah. And then just, you know, making that that juxtaposition between you know, the way she used it when she was young, her beat, and and then the way that she toned down using it as she grew older and the, the rare occasions she did use it when she was older. But, you know, she's she is a 71-year-old woman and she's still got her beat the way it is. And that was such a fun dichotomy to play with, too, because how often do you see, you know, <laughs> age and what her beat is, if we're not giving away any spoilers? Um how often do you see those things combined? You really don't. You don't. You, know? you absolutely no. don't. And that was the beauty of it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> I cannot imagine why. <laughs> and what's what, what what scares me there, and scares me in a good way, in, in, in a really, really good way, is that you have thrown... Uh, um, well, it's 4th of July, okay? <laughs> and, you know, they have these little boxes of, of, of uh, and they look like uh, little round things, and uh, they, and you throw them and they pop. And they look, I don't know mm-hmm. what they're called. You know, you, Yeah, I guess they're poppers, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and you just, you just throw it and they go, doo, 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 doo. it's like 10 of them in a box yep. for like a book. <laughs> And, and you've been doing that with character traits. You've been throwing little poppers of character traits out at people. And you did that with Bernadette in book one. And in book two, you you blew it out with a Roman candle. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and, Perfect. And, and, and I can count at least seven or eight other characters over the course of the next couple of seven or eight books <laughs> in which one more person brings what they do to its logical not logical conclusion but logical progression mm-hmm. where the group comes together as a force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with mm-hmm. <laughs> It makes me so happy. The, yes, that is the progression. And am, I, <laughs> am I getting the idea here? Oh, you are. You are. You are. <laughs> you, you guys get it. I mean, I'm like, I've already am convinced of that. So, yes, and I'm so excited to hear uh, how excited you are. I don't know about seven or eight books. We'll see what happens, but there will at least be three. <laughs> well, if that's the case... 
and Leo was the main focus. I, 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 I even shudder to call it a main character at this point because mm-hmm. there's not, there really isn't anymore. Mm-hmm. The main character is the beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bernadette was the main focus of book two. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, well, I, I know it's not uh, S whatever her name, what it is. For book three. <laughs> Who? Exactly. Shandrea Chantel. Oh, yeah. That's... No, not her. <laughs> <laughs> what? You've heartbroken me. <laughs> it, it, in her three pages of right. her appearance, I became so entwined in her. Now you're going to snatch her away from me. How could you do this? Come on. She was just there for Leo's benefit and then for Leo's annoyance. <laughs> Like, it's as simple as that. (laughs) Yes, it was that simple. And our amusement to a certain degree. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. I did enjoy that very much. (laughs) Just to have Kaylee there was fun. No question about it. Mm -hmm. Not much of a reason to have her there, but just having her there was fun. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's something. (laughs) So what's the deal with uh, Kaylee? Uh, there's There's a lot of a deal with Kaylee. There's a, all right, I'm going to put it out here. I'm announcing it, I guess, officially with you guys. Uh, Kaylee gets uh, book three. Ooh. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And silent, I'm guessing. Quite, yes. We'll go back, we'll go back to the, the hardcore you know, violence and action in book three that we had in Sleepwater Beat, for sure. But will she continue to recite Robert Frost? That's what we want to know. She will, I mean, probably, very most likely, yeah, Robert Frost, there's been Poe, and uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to skim through some other favorites. <laughs> but, who, um, else, who else was able to guess that it was Robert Frost besides us? Come on. Oh, I'm sure plenty, plenty of people had, uh, had to have been. I mean, that's one of his most famous poems, isn't it? It's one of my favorites. It's actually one of his least famous poems. It's is it? the third Are you kidding poem me? he ever wrote. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's it's his most famous. It, it, one of your <laughs> favorites. <laughs> That's hilarious. And you really, you really cropped the hell out of it too. I know. Well, it was yeah, just to be a fun little thing. <laughs> so. But yeah. I like can create mayhem while reciting Robert Frost. It always works well. It really, it really does. I mean, he did the same thing <laughs> with, with his words. Um, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's probably all I can say about about what Keeley's deal is, what's going on with her. But uh, you'll you'll see. <laughs> you will that, see. That's fine by me. I have my own. Uh, as we, as I jokingly have said, I have my own fan theories about certain characters and. Kaylee's awesome. one of them that I that I have fan theories, but I will I will leave them off to one side just in case they even strike even remotely close to the truth. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. Okay. <laughs> now I'm curious though, but <laughs> I'll I'll tell you when we go off the air. Perfect. I love it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so what else are you doing besides uh, writing happily never after books? Um. 
ghostwriting happily ever after books. <laughs> <laughs> so is that um, how you're doing the balance out there? Is that how I'm doing what? Is that how you're making your world balanced? <laughs> yeah, well, most mostly balancing my world is writing all the happily never afters. That's that's where I I need to go. I have to write all the the awful dark hard stuff, and that's how I get it out of my life. <laughs> then everything else is very happy and lovely. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had a I've had a bunch of ghostwriters. Who've who've been on the show and, and write by that I don't mean writers who write about ghosts, but writers who are actual ghost writers. Although we've and had both. We have yes. had both. <laughs> we have definitely had both. And um, they say that it's very lucrative but weird. Ah. Well, it is very lucrative. I don't find it weird at all. I actually love it. I mean, there are parts of it that are strange, you know, if, if, uh, if one is as I am <laughs> ghostwriting with, you know, with and for large names and publishers. Um, and then it can be weird in terms of <laughs> what can we talk about with other ghostwriters who are also, <laughs> working for the same client. Um, and, you know, I, I always have to tell people, like, well, I can't tell you who I write for. <laughs> and, you know, the, part of that is like, oh, I wonder how many people think that I'm just full of it because I can't actually tell them <laughs> what I've written. But then I have, you know, my own stuff. And, and perhaps that makes me a little more legit. <laughs> <laughs> Someday when you die, we'll look at your bookshop and we'll know. Ah, yeah, I, I have, I have written way too many books. Um, I have ghost written way too many books. I, I just finished, oh, number 56 before our move two weeks ago. Um, and I've only been doing this for a year and a half. So, um, I guess it's, it's been two years now, but, um, yeah, I, I would probably go broke if I tried to buy all the books. That I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I just I just leave them I just leave them out there, and uh, I know which ones they are. <laughs> so is where you is where you're gonna sit right now is with the uh, the Sleepwater series. This is this is this is your new home for a while. Um. Actually, I'm currently writing a few other things of my own at the same time. Is that what you're asking? Is that what you mean? Oh, good lord! Oh, I've just got. When so do you many find time awesome to things. breathe? To, I mean, but I do. I breathe writing, man. Like that's that's the thing. Uh, I've actually I've I have worked my ass off to get to a point where I can breathe and do this at the same time. <laughs> so that's, now, that's now it's, wonderful. yeah, it's possible. <laughs> so what else are you working on? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. 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 I have, uh, I am branching into writing urban fantasy, um, which is what I have learned in the last year and a half is also one of my strengths. Um, and I, I have, ghostwritten quite a bit of urban fantasy. So I'm, I'm <clears throat> taking what I've learned from that 
and mixing it with my own special brand. <laughs> and uh, I am, I'm got about four chapters left of uh, the first book in this, this dark urban fantasy series. Um, and that is, uh, it's called, it's the accessory to magic series and it's super snarky and there's a lot of violence and kind of a little murder mystery. And, um, this, you know, uh, the, Oh, I can't even think of the words. <laughs> a, um, an, an apprentice witch with a criminal past inherits a magical bank that can think for itself. And, uh, the, uh, clientele are almost as dangerous as what's inside their safety deposit boxes. So, <laughs> that's my, oh my. That's, yeah, that's my, my little, uh, elevator pitch there my spiel but i'm really excited about that about that series it's a, it's a it's an experiment for me um you know branching out and trying to kind of combining everything that i've learned into making a new series and everything i've learned about you know marketing and uh doing this indie publisher thing all on all on my own um and uh and i'm wondering if I will be successful at uh, writing something that will be, mm, I guess, enjoyed by a wider audience range. <laughs> I know it's, a, that- it's a different audience for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, some, about, I, I've, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I mean, a long time. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 older than most of your books. His first yes, co-host was, was a dinosaur. <laughs> no, my first co-host was a dinosaur's egg. <laughs> and and you know there were certain things that I ha- I had to be I had to be talked into pushing and shoving. Uh, one of them was was paranormal romance. I just, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yes, it's, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and 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 I said no, and 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 it was a hard, fast, absolute edge of the cliff. I'm not jumping off it. Ain't no way it's happening. What are you out of your damn mind? No. And then I read a really good paranormal romance. <laughs> what was it? Um. Do you remember? Oh God, you would have to ask me that, wouldn't you? I mean, that's why I'm here, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're supposed to be asking. Me <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. My I bad. Thought we were interviewing you. <laughs> How dare you ask me a question I, like that? I stepped out of line. So sorry. So yes, Miss Walters, when I was <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it, it was by a, a wonderful writer by the name of H.P. Mallory. Okay. And it was one of her very very first novels, and we now try and have her on every Valentine's Day. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> because she writes the best dirty urban fantasy novels ever. That's awesome. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and they're just, they're, 
and it 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 just validated for me the point that I had been literally doing something stupid for a long time. But, and yeah. that was <laughs> that was saying uh I don't like orange, therefore everything orange is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh Honestly, people like H.P. Mallory changed my view on a lot of stuff. Uh, And and not like, honestly, not like, not like what hard science fiction, soft science fiction, LGBTQ science, speculative science fiction, mm-hmm. I've always loved. Mm-hmm. I've always loved. That's never been the issue for me. I don't know what it was about paranormal romance. I don't know what it was. But well, boy, yeah. I just get past it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But now I'll almost read anything. Almost. Well, I'll not read Star Trek slash fiction. I'm nah. done. With, I'm done with that. <laughs> oh, somebody can really prove me wrong. Yeah, but that would take a lot. And <laughs> next week's host, hopefully, next week's guest, uh, Dome, hopefully, will. <laughs> you have that lined up already, is that? <laughs> oh yes, yes. I always make sure to have little, line these things up ahead okay. of time. You know? Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to. Is uh, it's really easy to work your heart out and do one really good book. Mm. It's really difficult to follow that up with a book that's even better. Ah. <laughs> and what's even more difficult is at the end of that book. Have the reader go, damn you, how long do I have to wait for the third? <laughs> Catherine, you've done And uh, I'm, I'm so pleased for you. I'm so pleased for this series. Mm. I am so happy that you're a part of our family here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night and that your books are so wonderful and and that uh, your your characters you're such a wonderful storyteller thank you and no thank you for for coming (laughs) on the show for the for the writing that you do and please keep coming back of course i will i will come back as long as you guys want me to come back (laughs) absolutely and uh, I'm I'm so glad that you guys are are enjoying these books as much Sweet as water. I hope people are. <laughs> Me too. Sweetwater Static is book two in the Blue Helix saga, written by Catherine Hudson. All the links where you can find it will be attached to the post. You miss it, you're an idiot. Read it. It's really really good. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done. 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Con, Plastic City Comic Con, and the Upper Valley Comic Expo. We are also sponsored by Dreamforge Magazine, a superb magazine of fantasy and science fiction, and Comic Art House. Visit Comic Art House for some of the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're looking for a really great gift book for that rapidly approaching semi-annual Fairbanks Melt Day celebration, consider a look at Sci-Fi Saturday Night's first anthology, My Peculiar Family, now on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. My Peculiar Family, the audiobook, is available on Audible, because I'm not sure where else you could find it. Our intro production was provided by Rob Watts. For more of his amazing stuff, just look at robwattsonline.com. And don't forget to try the Watt sauce. We have. We love it. Our outro was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. You can find Lawrence Made Me Cry's music on Bandcamp. And a whole lot of love to Jojo and Celine. Many thanks to the gang from his booking books. Thank you, Captain Cam. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie shared pain as lessons, shared joy increased. Thus, we all refute entropy. Better things are coming, Stacy. Stay strong, Liz. So, unless it's daytime, good night, everybody. How's that, dude?